Hi everybody, welcome back to the Smoking Cask Podcast, where I'm Greg and I have nuts in my teeth. And I'm Jake. <laughs> and he doesn't. We're going to review the Glenfiddich 14 for y'all today. Enjoy. I'd probably understand a little bit if I had said, you know, I was gargling nuts or had nuts in my mouth, <laughs> but you can't get mad about it in my teeth. That's just how it works sometimes when you eat food. I am super excited about today. Uh, at, a, at a Glenfiddich being, you know, one of my favorite distillers, um, I would have to say that the 14-year Bourbon Barrel Reserve is one of my favorites. Obviously, I love them all. Glenfiddich is amazing, but this is one of my favorites. Um, I'm not really a bourbon guy too much i enjoy a lot of bourbons out there Same here, honestly yeah. i think i have more bourbon bottles than i do scotches but that's just because i know what i like when it comes to scotches so yeah. I, I buy what i like but um with that being said this is one of my favorite bottles and that is the 14 year bourbon barrel reserve um yeah super good man i gotta super tell you good. if anybody joined us for our little uh surprise nubby last time the Lagavulin Distillers Edition. We dipped back into that here before this episode, and now all I smell when I smell this 14 is vanilla and tobacco. Honest to God. That's it? That's it. All right. I don't know if peated scotches ruin your taste buds and your sense of smell well i mean as we found it it pulls out other stuff right yeah kind of i mean we were we were sampling back and forth and uh after the um what was it after the log and distillers edition what was the one that you had had for me was oh Lee walker high rye high rye yeah and dude Good i was stuff. pulling after i took a sip of the log of uh distillers edition i was pulling out just completely different flavors pretty wild isn't it yeah Yeah. what i like the most about that was when i was i was sitting there saying that it was vanilla new oak barrel something i was bullshitting about something but i was saying that it was it was very vanilla forward i guess and as soon as i took a sip of that uh that lagavulin and immediately went back to the high rye i got nothing but maple that vanilla turned to maple on the nose and on the palate i liked it so in case you want to go completely broke now you got to buy two scotches and drink them back to back (laughs) yeah (laughs) to figure out what's awesome (laughs) but that really is an interesting and kind of um profound odd experience that we had uh where we noticed uh excuse me we noticed a huge palate change when we tried one next to the other so um in that same regard now glenfiddich 14 bourbon barrel is really really good and super smooth and nice um i i get a whole lot a whole lot of tobacco and vanilla Mm -hmm. right now and a little bit of maple i'm just really surprised by that because before i think i got a lot of that and i have a tasting sheet to reference but i think i got a lot of that um but i got maple vanilla and honey i got nothing on the tobacco as a matter of fact i said i don't know when that's ever going to come into whiskey um uh, what well, last time we drank this together, and now I'm like, all right, well, it smells like somebody dipped a cigar in this and just left it there for a day. Yeah, right. Uh, but it doesn't taste that way, so, so yeah, it's good. We already do have our glasses poured, but just for y'all, because I don't know how much you guys like it, but I like it, so you're going to have to deal with listening to it. We're about to do a bottle pop. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Glenfiddich 14. Ooh, that one was good. That was a deep bottle. Bro. Yeah. Jesus yep. All right. Anyway, all right, now that we got that out of the way, that's my favorite part. <laughs> well, you know, the magic trick is it's a little empty, so it tends to be a little deeper of Very a sound. Very true. We are honestly at the point where we should probably finish this, but... Can't do it tonight, I don't think. No. Nope. Yep. We, gotta, gotta we, got, we got we got workies to do once in a while, so... Yeah. 
I still got to drive out of here today. So thank you all for joining us. Get a hold of us anytime. Let us know what you want us to review and what we should talk about, even if it's not about whiskey or anything related. Uh, cask crew at thesmokingcask.com. Alternatively, we have JC at thesmokingcask.com. Hit us up with an email. We're still working on a website. Haven't had a lot of time. Uh, children, families, work kind of get in the way. All the above. Yeah. All of the above. But uh, we're getting there. That'll be coming. Don't you worry. Um, just haven't had the time. So uh, hit us up on our emails anytime. Cask crew at thesmokingcask.com. And let us know, or Jake C at thesmokingcast.com. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, if uh, if there's anything specific you want to talk about, um, you know, shit talk, Greg, anything like that, please, Jake C at the uh, Jake dot C at thesmokingcast.com. Just Jake C. Oh, is it? You can send it to Jake dot C if you're just crapping on me, because that's fine. Because then no one will get it. <laughs> Never mind. Send it to Jake C. We will. Uh, we'll get into some. Google will send you back an undeliverable with a middle finger in it because yeah, you were right. talking crap on Greg. Yeah. I'm their best customer. Tonight. That failed. I'll try. I'll try next episode to, to say my email right. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, but. no problem. Anyway, so we were going to go down this sheet, but we decided today we might try and mix it up a bit. Um, we do tasting sheets, but we're going to play around. Yeah, I mean, look in full transparency, we both kind of agree that this messes up our flow a little bit. It's a little the, boring. Just the yeah, just the ability to sit yeah. here and talk and bullshit about it. So I think we're going to try from. a... I mean, we're going to use a re- the the sheet as a reference just to keep us on track and and uh, and pull out some uh, notes on the whiskey, but. Um, I think we're just going to free ball it, so to speak. <laughs> well, I, I'm not wearing pants anyway, so, but, uh, you know, I make Jake walk into my, uh, recording area with, I've got a little sheet over the table so you can't see what I'm wearing beneath. I always learned to feel just a little uncomfortable because that's when you get the best out of people is when they're not sure if you're going to attack them against the wall with no pants on or if you're just going to hang out. You're, you're going like full 2020 teleworker. That's you, right. You, know, you got a shirt <laughs> exactly. on and nothing else. With a fake, yeah. with a clip on tie and yep. a, yeah, exactly. or a tuxedo shirt. Exactly. Yeah, I wear I wear fake underwear though. I wear tuxedo underwear. I get them painted on. That's easier. <laughs> you put a clear coat on it, never comes off. Nobody so, cares. so when it comes to this fourteen uh, this fourteen year Glenfiddich, it is their second installment in their core range. Um, this I believe came out about two or three years ago, and I think it wasn't until last year that they decided to actually add it to their core range. This is a uh, a U.S. It actually started out as just a U.S. release only, and then I believe as of last year it moved to a U.S. and Canada release only. Um, but I mean, there, there's a there's a few great things about this. Uh, first of all, it is entirely matured in ex bourbon casks. The specific casks, I'm not sure. I can't really find any of that information. They don't really release it, um, or if they do, I just don't know where to look. So that's my own incompetence. But is it, it is- ex bourbon cask a new cask? But Burned up but charred up. Isn't that how that works? So yeah, so it's uh, it's matured entirely in ex bourbon cast for the for the fourteen years American ex bourbon, um, but it is finished, and this is where it differs, right? Because a lot of scotches are finished in bourbon cast. That's no surprise, but it is finished in a brand new, deeply charred American oak cask, and that's where we get that vanilla mapley. I mean, that's where we really pull it out of. Yeah. Um, as to how long. I'm not sure. I, my best guess is less than a year, right? That's most finishes. Most finishes are anywhere between 30 days and six months, typically. But color added, chill filtered. Um, you know what? It is non-chill filtered, and there is color adding. Yeah, we added. we've talked for about con- that. It's for consistency, yeah, you right? Know, it's fair. It's not right between the angel share that comes out of the rickhouses anyway. Uh, you you can't you you can't get consistency out of that. I kind of feel like. Everything in life is so inconsistent and awful sometimes, and so great at times too. But it is nice to have a little consistency mixed mm-hmm. in there. So if you're going to get it, at least get it from your whiskey. Um, there's a, there's a, 
a good need for that. As much as we complain and joke and like, ah, man, chill filtering and color added. But I I do think it's really interesting to buy whiskeys that might be of the same, not same batch, but of the same exact brand and, yeah. and year and distilling process, but have a different color. But when I'm buying something to put it on my shelf to drink, I want... I want the same stuff. Yeah. If I'm buying one of my regulars, I don't want it to be totally different. Like the Glenfiddich 18s. I was, you we, took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> we've yep. tried them. We've tried an old batch and a new batch. Supposed to be the same exact damn whiskey, and it is completely well, different. Yeah. I, so I, I, I'll say that with a caveat. Uh, I'll agree that it is obviously the 18-year, but it is small batch. True. So they do small batches. Um, I believe it's something, like, and and look, at, you know, all the episodes that we've done on Glenfiddich, there's been a lot of I believe and I think and whatnot. We when, when we do the <laughs> we whole, speculate, that's what we yeah, do, yeah, right. When when we do the whole entire core range, we will have our facts straight. But um, um, I believe that the oh damn, I went off on a tangent and I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> God, that's all good. Everyday life, it's all good. Um, what was the last statement you just made? Uh, about consistency? Oh, about the, the Glenfiddichs. Yes, I forgot, too. Have we had too much scotch already? Yes. Yeah, we must have. Um, <laughs> the Glenfiddich 18s, how they were, I considered oh, them okay. almost identical uh, in, in make, but they had an entirely different taste. But you're right, it was small batch. Yeah, so um, it's it's small batched, and uh, I believe what they do is um, uh, Brian Kingsman, their master malter, he pulls 150 barrels um, per batch. He pulls 150 barrels and then kind of similar to how they do the Solera vat for the 15 year where they kind of put them all together. And essentially whenever they pull a barrel out, they put a new barrel in and then it just, um, you know, constantly matures and ages in that giant vat. They do something similar where they call it a, a marrying vat and they put all 150 barrels into this marrying vat and then they bottle it from there. So it's not a Solera vat, but it's also very similar. Kind it's of a Solera It's essentially vat. a giant cask is what they put it in. Instead of doing it in <clears throat> in a uh, linear process, though, they're pulling it yeah, and then putting it back into a vat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're picking okay. and then bottling it. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, see, this is the kind of stuff I appreciate having you around. I don't know that stuff. I don't, but I love the whiskey. So <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I'm man. just a cash guy. That's no, it. that's not true at all. The one, <laughs> He's got more expensive whiskeys than I do. The one cool fact that I do like about them, and that I actually just found out today doing some research. So what I've known is that uh, whenever it comes to their new oak barrels, um, uh, Glenfiddich actually goes to uh, Kevin or or oh, am I saying that right? I think it's Cal- Cal- Calvin or Kevin Cooperage uh, out of Louis, um, out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And what I didn't know today, so I know that they're a U.S.-based company. Uh, what I didn't know was that Kelvin Cooperage actually has their starts in Scotland. They moved from Scotland to the United States because they wanted to get closer to the bourbon game. So I didn't know that until today, doing a little bit of a little bit of investigating. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so they started out as a Scottish-based company, which I'm assuming is how they got into uh, Glenfiddich, and then they moved to the U.S. to get closer to the bourbon game, and now Glenfiddich uh, actually sources out their new American oak barrels um, to uh, get it, them over there. It is Kelvin Cooperage, yeah. Kelvin. Is it's, that what it is? Yeah. Like like Fahrenheit and Kelvin? Yeah. And, yeah? yeah. Okay. Not like that at all, but like that. I yeah. mean like that. Yeah, I got <laughs> you. Spelled that way. I got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, so that's cool. No, I just I just thought that that was neat. I had no idea that they, you know, because I was like, oh yeah, USA repping, right? I was yeah, like, right. That's, that's awesome. No, and then I found yeah. out that oh wait, they're a Scottish. I mean, they're not a Scottish company that I know of, but they originated in Scotland and moved over here. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And then I, it, oh, dude, it even got into more, which I'm kind of excited for the Glenfiddich, um, you know, lineup that we do. Yeah, we're gonna uh, spoiler alert in a, probably three or four more episodes. We're gonna be on the 
Glenn Fiddick lineup of all core. We're going to go 12 to 21, essentially, right? Yeah, and yeah, and talk about a Churchill episode. I mean, that is going yeah, to be a gonna long, be long episode. But bring, bring your girlfriends, bring your cigars, and bring your whiskey, because we're talking on that one. This is a... Yeah, this is going to be a long day. You can totally listen to it in a couple commutes, or you could just sit at home and drink and listen to it with us. That's fine, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we now, like. But I want to get into... Um, you know, I want to dive back into the history of it as to even, you know, why they source American oak rather than European oak. And we're, we're going to, and for anybody who's like a history nerd or history buff, that's where I lie. I, I love history so much. So, um, yeah, I found out a lot of cool stuff today. I found out a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good stuff, man. I can't wait to hear a little bit about what you find. We got the most inappropriately placed um, microphones hit, in the I world. I hit this mic stand like three times today. It's a that brain a, burner. Oh. That was a good bottle pop. Yeah, it was. Not bad. It's a brain burner today at work, so I'm pouring a little more Dude, of this guy I'm, look, I'm as we serious. run through it. Look at how much is left in there. If we kill that, we kill it. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. That's, that's fair. That is what it is. I need to get another we'll save, one. Save a little bit of it for our post-show excellence where we talk things through for the next one and all that. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, again, thanks for joining us for this. And um, not, not to digress too far into history because we are going to talk about that on the long episode, yes, but that yes, is the yes. coolest part of Scotch. Um, the coolest part is tasting it. And then finding out, for me, always, I'm like, oh, crap, this whiskey was aged back when I was in middle school, if it's really good. Or, oh, this was a this started aging when I was graduating high school. Or it was aging when I was going through college. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I'm drinking it, and it's fucking incredible. I mean, that's that's, that's like that Lagavulin that, uh, that we had last episode. Yeah. That Lagavulin was distilled in 2006 and bottled in 2021. You weren't even born yet. I, no. And you know what I felt? I, right? Okay. Yeah, I know. I felt so dumb because on that on that episode, you had asked me, right? And I just got done saying, I'm pretty sure I was just like, yeah, it was bottled in 2006 and it was eight and it was, or no, it was distilled in 2006 and it was bottled in 2021. And then you're like, yeah, so how long was it, was it aged for? And I'm, I'm like, you know, I don't, don't know. feel stupid. Because I, I should have been listening to you. I just ignore you so much that I didn't even hear you say it. But that's all right. That's a good dynamic to have. We're partners. We don't even pay attention to each other. No, it's fine. I could have totally just did the math real quick and spit something out. But um, it still probably wouldn't have been right. You, you, so, wait, do you hear, wait do you hear this uh, show if you ever have to go on vacation? And I do one by myself. Like, yeah, well, we're drinking scotch today, which is clearly made out of uh, gasoline and old diaper, diaper yeah. pee. Because <laughs> I know all the science and history. I don't know any of that crap. And I could know it. But it's not. I take an interest in history. But... Uh, not an extreme interest and definitely not enough that I actually read when I think I'm going to, you know, no. that sort of crap. So, um, but yeah, no, that, that was definitely, uh, that was a great one. Um, 15 years it came out to be basically from, well, almost, I guess 16, it was 16 years. Yeah. Cause we're now we're sitting in, uh, two, two, uh, 2022, two, 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 baby. That doesn't work. 2022. So we're actually we're into the end of the. Maybe, I would, maybe you should ease up a little bit. Uh, yeah, I would call it the year of the wolf or the year of the rat or something from. The, but it's really just the year of the more COVID. Oh, what year? Into. Who does that? Is it, oh Johnny Walker does that? Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Oh, they the, follow uh, the Chinese calendar, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do the uh, on their blue label. Um, because uh, I believe the 2019 or 2020 was the year of the rat. Yep. That's right. That's yep. right. Yeah, we I, we may have did we try something? We may have tried it. Or we at least talked about it. Uh, I've had blue label but uh not I don't recall which one I had. Yeah, I think, I, I I'm sure I've had it never, at least once too. I don't know if mine actually had a uh, uh, maybe I haven't had that. That might be a little out of my price range. Well, I got a bottle at the house. No, you know what I love? And this is a funny story we can go ahead and tell even though it has nothing to do with Glenfiddich, but gives us time to drink more Glenfiddich. <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> So I've been looking right for a reasonable, a reasonably priced bottle back home. 
um, you know, which is about two or three hours away from me, I can get a bottle for about 250 bucks, right, uh, of Blue Label. You go down here to the Virginia ABC, you were looking at $399 a bottle, which I could not believe, considering I got a buddy who sent me a photo one day of him in the uh, Washington, D.C. Costco, and they had Johnny Walker Blue Label, the full, you know, 750 mil bottle for 179 Now, you're talking about whiskey here. 179 bucks is still a lot of money, regardless of whether it you're is. talking about whiskey or anything. But the fact that you can go from Virginia at $399 to uh, DC Costco at $179 for the same exact product just further reinstills the point that I have to make of check your prices. Oh, Google yeah. what's in your area. If you do not live in a state where it's run by the state, such as Virginia, you know you you can go online and you can Google it and you can look up the Virginia ABC. Or if you live in Maryland, um, just check around. You don't need to pay ridiculous I, prices for whiskeys. I would almost say you're mm. safe if you're in Pennsylvania and Virginia, except if you're like us and are on the borderlands. Yeah. Shout out to a badass video game. If you're on the borderlands and you end up being in a spot where you can go to Maryland from Pennsylvania or Maryland from Virginia, or DC from Virginia, especially, mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. are so much cheaper most of the time. And if you live in DC, or if you live in the greater area, um, a lot of places you can get alcohol delivered. Um, you cannot do that here so much. So that's kind of one of those things that uh, you need to keep an eye on. Like if you live in Pennsylvania, yeah, the prices will be the same across the state. But what if you go five miles south? Now, I'm it's not telling you to break the law, but you can go one state down, get one bottle and bring it back. It's not against the law. So I've I've frequented Pennsylvania quite a bit, but I don't know this. Is Pennsylvania state-run store? It is. Pennsylvania is yeah. a commonwealth almost identical to Virginia. See, that tells you where my... my um my my whiskey adventure started. Uh, my whiskey adventure started when I moved from Maryland to Pennsylvania. Um, I am a Baltimore County, Maryland, born and raised up in the middle of the nowhere. And uh, yeah, moved down to West Virginia four years ago and uh, started my whiskey venture right around the time I got down here. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I yeah. kind of start. I was actually looking back through. I've got like three old cell phones here that I was going to crush. Mm -hmm. I went back looking for pictures, looking for everything. I, I have some work documents. And I'm like, holy crap, there's like, I've had conversations with people where they, there. I, I found a text message from a girl that I dated before I met my wife, and she sent me a picture. She said, "You like scotch?" I said, "Yeah, I've had the Glenlivet 12," and she sent me a picture of Glenfiddich 12, and I forget what else, but it was I had not at the time had even Glenfiddich 12, and I was like, "Whoa, you like scotch? Like really?" Yeah, and here we are, <laughs> and and I'm not going to spoil the future, but we've dove. Deep. That's all yeah. there is to it. Yeah, we have. Um, ah, we enjoy it. We That's enjoy right. drinking. I, well, first of all, enjoy drinking. Um, not I mean, only drinking whiskeys, but just hanging out. Hanging right? out. Yeah, That's we're guys. We work hard. We talk yeah. about this all the time. It's probably pissing people off, especially oh. people that are sitting at home that don't work. Like, oh my god, would you shut up? We know you work. Yeah. Yes, but we work hard. We play hard. That's what we do. We say it all the time. You can't go out and get into whiskey like this if you don't have just enough income to buy them, and they don't have to be expensive, but you have to have enough. And if this is all you do, you'll become an alcoholic because there are so many good ones to drink that you have to take your time. We get together on a weekly basis, record an episode, pace ourselves as much as we can. <laughs> I'm winking. He just uh, winked at me. Yeah. <laughs> pace ourselves. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. You're not, it doesn't work if you say wink. <laughs> and you can't blink both eyes. That's what we need. Them. So we got a bottle pop button. We need... What's a, what's a what's a wink? I don't even know what sound you'd make for that. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to figure know. that out. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure we, it out. We got one sound on our soundboard, and if you listen to our Glenfiddich 15 episode, Jake completely <laughs> abomin turned it into an abomination. And when we got that bottle pop, 
And I laughed. We listened to it after the episode, and I laughed hard. I almost pooped my pants. And that's, I mean, that's normal. But, I mean, at this time of day, I'd already pooped at least once, so it was really pushing. It was pretty fun. I laughed hard. And that was after a few drinks as well. That's so, right. Anyway, you know. without any further ado, yes. why don't we clink these yes, glasses yes. and give this a let's taste. Let's get to this. People are tired. So, of first right. off, let's give it a sniff. Now, as I mentioned, I get more tobacco because I had a little bit of that um, peated whiskey from last time. But I will say... It's gone away now, and I'm back to smelling what I smelled before, which is I get um, I get a pretty new barrel smell, which is cool because it's kind of accurate mm-hmm. in some ways. Um, oh, it's very accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean that, especially, and again, like this is going. This is um, there's a teeny bit of smoke that I didn't notice before too. Just the smallest. Really, it might be from the charred barrel. There's a. I'm not. Uh... I mean, like I mean, like minuscule, like almost non-existent. But I put my—I basically could snorkel this stuff into my face with my nose. I put it all the way, my giant nose, right down in the glass here. So any particular way you're 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 I'm nasal t- in I'm that in order and, to touching get and dipping. It's going like that. And it's only a tiny bit. I mean, it's like instantaneous, and then it goes away. And I mean, it's real small. I think it's just overpowered for me from the alcohol. That could That's be. About all it, I'm it's right before the alcohol hits your nose yeah. and makes you basically go blind. <laughs> no, I just what I love about this is is that. <clears throat> That richness that you get. I mean, you can tell that this is new oaked or, or charred anyway, new oak barrels. There's just that punch of vanilla yeah. that, that, that you hit. And it, for me, it's not, you know, a lot of people, they go back and forth between vanilla and maples and all that kind of stuff. And for me, that is just a punch, at least on the nose, that's a punch of vanilla. I don't, I, I, I agree. I don't want you to think when I say smoke, I mean like peat moss burned. Yeah. I smell. A little bit of campfire, just a tiny bit of campfire smoke. Would you say it's a, it's it's a, a similar way that you would smell um, like charcoal, or not smell charcoal, but that you would taste charcoal on a Jack Daniels? Would you say it's kind of like that? I would say it's, or it's more faint. It's more subtle than that. Yeah. Now that I've now that I've tried Jack Daniels next to another bourbon at the same time, I taste charcoal when I drink it, so I can't drink it. Yeah. It ruined it for me. And that sucks because I like a good Jack and Coke. I use Evan Williams. Now I you're talking about Evan number Williams. seven, right? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about number seven. Exactly, and I I prefer Evan Williams as an as an alternative myself. They're very similar, um, but yeah, I, both of those whiskeys are the same to me now. I have you tried the Jack Daniels single barrel select? No, we've talked about it. We're gonna have to do an episode on that after we're done with Glenfiddich. Maybe we'll start off our uh, post Glenfiddich. Uh, Endeavor with that. Just give it a shot with some jack. Throw, throw a bourbon in there. We haven't done. You know it. what? That's very well. Hank, it's not really a bourbon. Be careful. Yeah. Sorry. They That's call nice. themselves a bourbon, don't they? But they're no. They don't well, actually. No, no, they no. call it. They call it. Um, it's uh, uh, Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. Yep. You're right. I'm sorry. Now, Evan Williams might be a bourbon because I think they're Bourbon County. I think they're across the line. You know, I do have an Evan Williams at the house, but I don't know. I don't know if they're actually. Yeah, you know. Shout out to older Mister Mike, not Mister Mike that we both know. My old neighbor had an Evan Williams hat. I loved it. I used to just. I would think every time I yeah. see him, like, man, you're my hero. Yeah. <laughs> what can I? Just because. But we're not really. We're not here to digress into bourbons, and I'm not really a diehard bourbon or or Tennessee hey, whiskey guy. But Bourbon Barrel Reserve, baby. We're I know. About there we are. We're we're, we're we're going down the rabbit hole. But, but to answer your question about, or to 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 comment back on what you said, I do get. Vanilla, maple, and honey off yep. this guy. And I do get a teeny tiny bit of butterscotch. That's just because my nose is sensitive. Mm-hmm. So after I come out of the alcohol burner, if I take it like I'm all y'all gotta try this. Also, email us. Smoking cask is our podcast. I gotta get this right. I always fuck it up. The smoking cask. I'm sorry, cask you crew. 
I always f- it up real bad. <laughs> cask crew at the smokingcask.com. Please send us an email. Tell me if I'm right or wrong in doing this. But I always wiggle the glass, the Glen Cairn glass, le- left to right under my nose and give it a slight sniff and then back away from it. And that's when I get the vanilla and the butterscotch. So there's two different things I do. I'm watching you. I do the same thing you do, but I also kind of tilt the glass at like a 30 or 45 degree angle and go back and forth between nostrils. Totally different. That's well, wild. So that's that's because your nostrils, so similar to what we do for work, right? You know, like the like how uh, compressors run on like a lead lag? Yeah. So your nose kind of does the same thing. Every three hours, your nose will rotate which nostril is lead, and then the other one kind of backs off. And I, I don't know if it has to do with like cleaning or whatever the case may be, but your nose will rotate nostrils approximately every three hours between the main and then the secondary that's on the back end. So sometimes when you, know, when you take a sniff, you will take a sniff and it'll kind of you know, be a little dull, and then you switch nostrils, and you get a whole different profile. I mean, Shout out really to Tritium. Smart. I hope they're not running our brains with a Jace, because it'll <laughs> fail in the middle. <laughs> yeah, right? Those old 600Es. Yeah, yeah outdated. man. Yeah, my, my data recovery service is crashing my head, and I can't, my, my nose isn't working. <laughs> I had no idea that that was a thing. You did mention it before, yep. but to the, yep. to the, to the, to the rest of the cask crew here listening to us, I had no idea that was a thing until you mentioned yep. it. So that's why fun. you always see me. I'm kind of like, you know, tilting at like a 45. And and if, if if I can't pick up on what you're talking about, I'm definitely alternating back and forth to try and see if maybe yeah. maybe one nostril will grab what you're what you're mentioning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, again, that. you can be the most expert taster, smeller, and sniffer in the world, whatever. Which we are it's not, still, might I add. It's still so subjective. You're never going to have the same result as somebody else, even if it's one thing like i get a tiny bit of like a campfire smoke a tiny bit Mm -hmm. on the very very beginning of the alcohol burn in this one you don't get it that's fine you know what it tastes great we enjoy drinking it yeah but that is something that if you decide to go out and um whiskey smiths is where we got our tasting sheets that we're kind of we're going to get away from it's fun but um maybe for the churchill episodes we'll do a little bit on those and we Mm -hmm. can actually break down that sheet um, if we're doing a video on that, Churchill, we'll break down the sheet and show people what it is that you should be looking for. Yeah. And credit to Whiskey Smiths for that. But it's definitely not something that's going to be our bread and butter because it takes up time. Yeah. Um, and you are not going to, like, you're going to be, the way we do it is wrong. You're supposed to blind the whiskey yeah. and then find out what it is. And we usually know what they are. So you're kind of like predisposed to saying the wrong, oh, and I know there's going to be, I read about it. I know there's apple in it or, you know, there's vanilla or there might be sulfur in it because it's a, a, a peated whiskey. Yeah. Now you can't and do it. And that's exactly right. I, I think where this sheet is going to shine is when we start doing videos one day, right? I've, I know in a previous episode I said, uh, you know, second quarter 2022, but, um, you know, we'll... we'll we may experiment a, in like a yeah. month or less. Yeah, we so. we may we may try it out here and there on YouTube. Maybe do some lives. Uh, we I don't know. We gotta we gotta build an audience and whatnot. But that's not the point of what I was trying to get at. Um, it's that um, this is really gonna come in handy once we start doing that, and we can do blinds. Uh, and kind of compete against each other a little bit mm-hmm. uh, live or you know on a whatever pre recorded whatever the case may be on a video where it's more interactive. When we're sitting here doing it. We more or less, you know, we'll go through either a couple days in advance or we'll go through right before the podcast and we will fill out a sheet on this and use it more as like notes, so to speak. But it's kind of boring when we go through it. And I've, I've been listening back to our older podcast. It's a little bit. It's the thing. We both. Yeah, it's not a good flow. We both right? get we both get too robotic with it. And I also yeah, exactly. I love our normal bullshit banter, but I Same. can't stand when we're like, oh, well, let's go to the next section of the sheet because we're a bunch of just complete morons we're rubes you know there's no reason to do that so what we need to do is 
We need to just, and, and I urge you all to grab this thing. This is a really cool tasting sheet that you should use like we're going to do for it reference cool. from now on. Yeah. But take that, take a quick read through it, wait a week, and then go buy a scotch. And don't look at the sheet. Drink the scotch. Write down what you think you smell, taste, based on your anecdotes in life. What have you smelled, tasted in life that reminds you of this and vice versa? Then compare it to the sheet and say, okay, here's what I got. I'm really anxious to find out why and then you can do a little research into the science behind it now my brother he's again food scientist and um he would probably talk about um i always forget what the what the the chemical term is but when he tried a couple of my scotches he was here um just after thanksgiving i guess or Mm -hmm. just before he tried a couple of my scotches like oh all i taste is this and he told and i was like i can't i gave him like the talisker which is fantastic and i gave him the lagavulin 16 and he goes oh no i all i taste is this thing and i'm like oh man that disappoints me but he knows chemically he is so advanced in his he's a he's a flavor he's getting into flavors his wife is a flavorist and a food scientist his profile is just very it's crazy accurate yeah yeah, and I'll I'll ask him fennels. That's what it is. He can taste like, like fennel seed. He can smell and taste the specific. Yeah, like <laughs> and, and I'm sure that they're really, well. Maybe it's fennel, like it's an alcohol or something. But I think probably it's P H E N O L or oh, okay, Y L. So okay, it's okay. probably a little different. I think but, a fennel seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, now that you mention it, that's another one that you could get out of whiskey. That should be on this sheet probably because yeah, I maybe. But yeah, sorry. So yeah, he he's probably talking chemical, but he can break it down that far just from a smell and and a crazy story. Because anybody out there that gives a shit about food or whiskey, you're going to want to know this. My brother came to me at, at Christmas here. We got together up the road at my aunt's place. And he goes, hey, check this out. Can you tell me what this scent is? I identify, I, He said, I, I created a flavor for dad. Now, he clued me in because my dad's got a, a weakness for a certain food. Um, and I said, all right, I'll check it out. I have no idea. Smelled it right away. Said, it's, it's turkey stuffing. He's like, how'd you guess that? I said, well, you said dad, which didn't pop into my head right away. But as soon as I smelled it, it's stuffing. It t- it smelled like if you'd lick that paper. Oh, you he were loves eating. stuffing. Then yes, yeah, my okay. dad does. All right, but honest to God, it tasted or smelled like you were eating, like you were in a room where somebody was dishing it out of the turkey and putting it into a bowl to serve at the table. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. That's the guy who I thought would be like, oh, this whiskey's got these things, and he's like, nope, fennels. That's all I taste. I can't do it. So he he let me down, bro. You <laughs> broke my you heart. You thought he was gonna tear this apart. I right? thought he was. I thought he was gonna teach me things, and he's like, oh, I taste this fennels, and he, I mean, he thought it was cool to try. He's like, because he's like- never had anything like a hundred dollar scotch, and he's like. Or at least not like the ones that we have. Yeah, I should say. And he, I, I thought, man, this is going to be awesome. My brother just took a dump right on my kitchen floor. <laughs> <laughs> you thought he was going to pull out like a hundred different flavors out of this? Thing. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ar. Thank you for 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 making me sad over over the pre-holiday area. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I appreciate it anyway. But it is fun to know that there's scientists that have that good of noses. Um, anyway, so well, that's cool as shit just to be into something like that. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I got to talk to you after this because he's got, uh, he's got a bead on some stuff we need to talk about. Okay. He's got some insight for us. We'll talk after this episode. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, um, I do get a little black pepper and just a little bit of leather out of this guy and that's, I got to take another sip if we're going to start getting into, well, you know what? Hang on. All right. Nose in it. Finally gets all the way up into that burn gets up into my nose. It might, excuse me, just be something ridiculous, but that's what I, that's what I taste and envision. Um, I do definitely get the apple that they always have, but it goes away quick because, like you said, those oak barrels, man, they are something. And what what they've done to age this guy or to finish it, it takes a lot of that normal apple Glenfiddich away and just turns it into a delicious whiskey. Oh yeah, totally different though. 
I didn't like it the first time we tried it. You'll remember I said, oh, it's way too sweet for yep. me. And now I'm I'm drinking it, and I really enjoy uh, kind of the intricacy of what that flavor is. You're also enjoying bourbons a little bit more as well. Slowly but the, steadily. So yeah. this actually makes a little sense. Yeah, and, yep. and there are a lot of bourbons that are way too spicy and sweet for me still that I can't handle them. Which I'll agree. This I think that this is really what draws the line between scotches and bourbons. Not that this is like a bourbon replacement if you Not even close. scotches. But I think that this would be a really, really good um, intermediate uh, it's a good drink. introductory. Yeah, drink. introductory yeah. drink. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So if you're a Scotch guy and you want to move to, well, actually, I guess I could go either way, right? So yeah. like, like, like yeah. if you're a Scotch guy and you wanted to go to bourbons, but I think I would use it more for bourbon people wanting to go to Scotches because this has a lot of the sweet. Um, well, for me, that's the biggest difference between Scotches and bourbons. Scotch or bourbons are sweet. Scotches are real man's liquor. Anyway, <laughs> Ooh. So, oh, shots fired, you shit. bourbon guys. And you know, no. I'm pretty sure I just watched a video last night of um, of um, God, what's his name? Scotch uh, is real Jorn- pinky in the air. Jornson or whatever his name is. The guy, you might not have seen the show, but the guy that played the Mountain in Game of Thrones. You ever see Game of Thrones? I have not. Yeah, he's he's six nine, and he's one of the world's strongest men. I watched him. Uh, squat 750 pounds nine times last night. If he drinks bourbon, you best just change your name and move. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So be careful, bitch. Yeah. You, you might you might upset somebody <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. I mean, I, I'm with you. I, a lot of scotches, especially on the cheaper end, you know you're drinking whiskey because they do burn. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of times, you know, bourbons, you, you get into some of these really unique bourbons. A lot of them uh, I've learned from Mr. Matt. Thanks, Mr. Matt. A lot of them are like names that uh, distillery has picked up, mm-hmm. and they'll reproduce like uh, like um, like um, Forrester, old Forester, and um, Pappy, and all those. Yep. They're really not. They wouldn't if you'd had Pappy back in the day when the whole heist thing happened. Not going to get into that history, but you'd be like, man, this whiskey's harsh and blows. Yeah. What they do is they buy up the name and they buy up a tiny bit of information on the recipe and they do their own thing. What I've noticed is a lot of those whiskeys really sell more for the name. And they're very strong. Yeah. At the beginning, and they I think I think Pappy's owned by Brown Forester now. It, that it. might be the case. Yeah, it, it's it's a conglomerate if you want to call yeah. it that. Um, but they definitely they start out like the more expensive they get, the higher proof they get, and the higher burn they get. With Scotch, I feel like if you go up in age, of course you're going to go down in alcohol. And they always get smoother, but they never get soft. They get a little bit easier to drink, but they never get soft. Bourbons can get. Real aged bourbons can get super, super sissy soft. Yeah. The, the ones that get higher in price now are usually the the 46 and 48 percenters and all those, mm-hmm. but they're actually the crappier, probably the crappier technically whiskey yeah. by process. I, and that None of that makes... Just do me a favor and strike this whole thing from the record because I'm stupid, <laughs> but... That's how I feel about it. I, I completely agree. Uh, well, I guess if you were trying to say that when um, when bourbons get to a certain age, right? So a, a, a really, really good, like, complex um, bourbon is somewhere between 6 and 12 years, right? Maybe yep. 8 and 12 years. But a really, really good, complex scotch is somewhere between 15 and up. I would say 15. 18 year. and up. It seems like the tipping point. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, I'm gonna say this with my pinky in the air as I'm drinking my drink here, which he does have his pinky <laughs> in the air. Go ahead, it's yeah, my rounded <laughs> pinky. See that guy shaped funny. Um, it seems like the tipping point for scotch is 16 years, and I know that sounds crazy and it's not based off any one scotch, but 15 years there's a lot of good ones. But the tipping point is like when you hit a 16 year age, they start to become 
worth the money you spend on them. Yeah. And they go up from there. I've not yes. yet had a whiskey older than 16 in the Scotch realm that has been bad per se. Yeah. I just haven't. I mean, no. I, I can't say. I can't say that I have either. Uh, so real quick though, just a, a side. Oh note. yeah, please. I did. Um, I did Google this. The old uh, Google machine. Uh, I did Google who owns uh, Pappy Van Winkle, and it looks like uh, it is manufactured and/or bottled by Sazerac Company. So I'm assuming like Sazerac Rye, right? Yeah, it must be. That's, yep. Yep. But it is owned by Buffalo Trace, which I don't know the relationship between Buffalo Trace and Sazerac. Um, there has to be, right? I'm I mean, su- they, they have to at least have a handshake. Buffalo Trace, from what I understand, uh, like. You have Buffalo Trace, Heaven Hill, and like Brown Foreman, and then you have MGP, and then there might be like one or two others, and that makes up like the entire bourbon market. From and and, and again, one day, excuse me, we'll one break day, it we, down. Yeah, one day we will break it down. We will get into it, and we will learn the intricacies of it. But uh, Buffalo Trace is huge. I want somebody to send us that. They own Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah, and Buffalo Trace is one of the cheaper, but. And I have, I'll admit, hard to find. I know, which is the, crazy because it's like yeah. twenty bucks. I haven't Seriously. had it, but I've been told it I is do one have of the a bottle at the house. Have to try it. I've been yep. told it's one of the best bourbons you can get for under a hundred bucks, and that's, that's that's hard to believe at twenty bucks. Now, Larceny I like a lot, but it's not. I wouldn't put that against. I wouldn't put that against the Old Forester nineteen twenty whatever nineteen seventeen. Which one is it? Or nineteen ten? Which one? The 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 one the that bottle like bond. Doubled, doubled What's the up? bottle and bond? Uh, eighty. No. Um, 87 is the original, uh, 90, no, 80, 83. I think the, oh, fuck, hang on. Uh, anyway, the bottle that bottled Forrester, <laughs> I wouldn't pit, I wouldn't pit a Larceny against that because Larceny is more like a step up replacement for your Jack Daniels and those. It's very good, but it is a little different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's where I land on that guy. Anyway, we won't, we broke off into bourbon because this, this is, um, finished in bourbon barrels and it's aged in X bourbon or X, X barrels, um, so it, it really does kind of, it's relevant. And if you're a bourbon guy and you're thinking scotch might be your thing, um, give this a shot because you might like the transition. Like Jake said, it's kind of the, um, it's like the in-between of those two types of whiskey. It's definitely more scotch forward, but it's oh, got yes. that punch of vanilla that I think that uh, bourbon drinkers are familiar with. And when you take like, a swallow of yeah. bourbon, you get that sweet, spicy kind of, for me, it's almost overpowering in my throat. I have to yeah. drink it and then drink water afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's what this does, but it stops right before it becomes uncomfortable for me yeah. as, as a non-bourbon guy. Yeah. So uh, the one you're referring to, your Bottle and Bond Old Forester, is the 1897. 97, yeah. that's right. So there's the 1870, which is their original batch. The 1897 is the um, the Bottle and Bond. Okay. So that's the one that you're referring to, which is a great one. Personally, oh, yeah. my two favorites are the 1920 and the 1910. Where I, I like the 1910 a lot, but the Bottle and Bond is good yeah it is i favor the 1920 because i like that higher proof yeah see i like the 1910 over that because it's not as bernie on the throat yeah um not not like it for the exact not as bernie sanders yeah no i I do like to know him (laughs) i do like to like to know i'm drinking whiskey but uh, i'm not a diehard um proof fan so there's a there's a certain point where i can handle all of it i can handle all the way up to grain i've done it but yeah i start to get to a point where i less enjoy it and more just know i'm drinking alcohol yeah I don't get the intricacies. I can't enjoy the flavors. Well, too. I've, Maybe I I'm mean, the only one out there that, that's like that out well, here. But it's not. It's not always for me, and I think it really depends on how much I drink, what I'm drinking, what I'm mixing, right? But um, bourbons, and and this is on a rare occasion, but it does happen, and there's a direct correlation. Bourbons for me, 
occasionally will give me the worst case of heartburn that I've ever had in my life. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's the, a sugar content the thing worst or something. Case. I don't know. Are, now, is there sugar is there sugar added in bourbon cuz I mean alcohol I mean, there's sugar in alcohol. Regardless. Yeah, but should in should in theory, yeah, flip that microphone off. It should in theory be sugar alcohols which are in turn, non-caloric too. Mm-hmm. Like people that are on keto diets. Hey guys, if you're on a keto diet, find the right bourbon or the right whiskey in general. You can oh, drink it. No shit. Yeah, certain ones, and um, I'm and maybe maybe a lot of them. I know that for a fact, things like good vodkas. Uh, and say you're say you're a, a woman, and you or I say you're a woman. Say you're a guy <laughs> like Jake, who's just a little bit into men. No, <laughs> and, and who? Sorry, guys. No offense to anybody. Say you're the person that likes a bit of a fruity drink. Now, I'll admit, in my twenties, I enjoyed a blueberry vodka and and diet coke. Mm-hmm. Always did. I mean, I still do now. But it's a little too much sweet, and I don't like the caffeine because I'm usually drinking one in the evening. I don't want to stay awake. Yeah. Um, and the counteracting effect is bull crap. The caffeine gets me no matter what. Anyway, my point is, if you like a good drink, uh, a, a like a Stoli or, or Burnett's, whatever, even mm-hmm. if Burnett's kind of crappy. Burnett's is cheap as all. Yeah, but it's like triple or quadruple distilled. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's double now. It used to be like triple or quadruple. Anyway, their flavored vodkas are non-caloric, and they don't fuck up your keto diet. So... Sorry, they don't f- up your keto diet. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> but they are actually uh, they are actually a non-caloric you can have with a what? keto diet. Okay, I did not. All right, I learned something today. I now, did not know that. Now whiskeys, we need to do your research on that because they are all different a little bit, and I think most liquors are a little different. Now, if you got a yeah. liqueur, forget it. It's just freaking sugar added. So, uh, so a liqueur w- would that be considered like? So like Di Sorono is an amaretto. That's right? a liqueur. That is a liqueur. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's All a right. good one too. Good choice. So, that's so real good. Yeah, Di Sorono is good. And then you have like what Grand Marnier. Uh, am I saying that Grand Marnier? Am I saying it right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, but I don't know how to say it. Okay. Yeah, um, so the, they have that. Okay. So that's there's that. like a the 43. You ever see the 43? Uh, I forget what the name of that one is. Um, we uh we get that one. Well, we got it at Christmas this year. It's it's um. It's not an almond liqueur. I think that's what Disarono is. Almond and it tastes a little bit cherry like, but it's yeah. like an almond and cherry wood flavor. Yeah. The one we got is a little more of a vanilla and something else. I forget. Um, yeah. Anyway, very, very good. And yeah, those things are loaded with freaking sugar. So I'm not even like done with the, the Glen Clear in here, but I'm going to go ahead and just finish. Let's just finish this bottle off. How about that? You know, you know what? I actually should just here. Everybody listen. Wish that you were with us right now. Oh, that made no noise. It made a little noise. What happened? Yeah, it was being quiet. Top yourself off there, bub. <laughs> Usually I get in trouble for doing that in public. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully no one heard there that on is. the recording. This is the... Oh, this makes the third bottle of Glenfiddich 14 that I've emptied. With good, good, with good company. As I might add. Cheers, my friend. That does throw off the mics a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. This guy doesn't have any of the sulfury, peaty, earthy crap that you would get from a nope. smoky scotch, a peaty scotch. Now, I call it crap, but I just generalize things with crap. I love peaty scotches. Um, doesn't get any of that. Um, we know that this one is, what, malted barley? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but to me, scotch. because because of the way that it's aged, I think, it tastes a little weedy to me. I, I get that a little bit. Um, that's just me. Um it well, is sweet. Always, for me, there's all like the one characteristic of scotch that I always get is like this malted um, 
fermented like sourness. Now that's that sounds kind of bad, and you know, depending whatever. But it, it's like it, it it's a sourness that's part of like the fermentation process, and I always seem to be able to pick that out with scotches. I don't know what it is about it, but I always get this very mild. And again, that goes back to what we've talked about that's in past with episodes. Wheat, wheat in particular? No, that's that's just with with scotches. I don't ever oh, really okay. pick it out with bourbons. So. In my past, being a good old country boy, so to speak, um, I've been around distillation processes personally. And when it's fermenting, you get a certain smell. And that's what I pick up in the taste. Yeah, that 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 experience, again, not one that I've had, but uh, God bless you. That uh, that whole, yeah, he, he sneezed with the button on and everything to be proper. And I was like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and call it out for the audience. Just All right, you know yeah. what? Fine, I'll just turn the mic back on. Hey, why don't you go for yourself? I'll just yeah. go ahead and call it out anyway. Man, I got to get that button in check. That thing hits That thing hits hard. It hits soft. I think we need to draw out the uh, the length a little bit so it's more of a like pop rather than a ping. Well, if we're going to censor ourselves, we're going to need something longer because yeah. we don't do it a lot on the on the podcast, but we can swear like the best of them. So. Well, I think um, it's part of the construction trade that it's we're prob- in. Yeah, it's probably our work. You know, it's it doesn't really matter. No, I don't think so. Um, I just think there's uh, I think there's definitely differences to whiskeys, and there's definitely differences to the the grain that's in them. I don't get the sour. I don't, but I've not had that experience with the scent of a an actual stilling process. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's it's fermented grain that I get. Like it's just that I don't know, like that sour. I don't even know how to say it. And unless you've been around it, it's it's a it's a sour, fermenting, uh, fruit or grain smell that I can kind of taste in a lot of scotches. Now I've I've now, smelled fermenting fruit and berries because of people making wine. Yeah, but I don't think it's nearly as potent at that point. Yeah, I don't no. think you're, I don't think you're killing it. Like, and I will say too, yeah. it's always on like the aftertaste. It's always okay. when the uh, you know like you know when 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 you take a sip when you chew in your whiskey a little bit mm-hmm. you're taking your sip and you're kind of smacking your tongue a little bit and you you know it's on the end of that that I, that I get that sourness. Do yourselves a favor, try whiskey with the chew. Um, again, that's it's always fun. Mister Matt and an older Mister Mike. Uh, Mister Mike, you're not any older than anybody else, but you're older than the other Mike we talk about on the show. He's a friend of ours from work. Um, the whiskey chew. Take that whiskey and. Move your tongue around in your mouth while you got like a swallow of it held in your mouth and move it around to your gums and to the back of your tongue, the front of your tongue, underneath your tongue. See what the taste does to you, but don't do that the first time you try a whiskey. Drink the whiskey first and then try that because there, I've noticed, maybe you haven't, Jake, but there's been some pretty pronounced negatives from whiskey chewing. Like I'll get a whole lot of the bitter, a whole lot of the bite, and a lot less of the sweet and good flavors if you're into the bourbons or you're into this bourbon barrel scotch yeah don't chew on it before you've tried a sip of it normally have i wouldn't even say that i'd say have a glass have yeah have have a have a dram of it have a dram enjoy yourself a little bit i know what a dram is sounds like something i would barbecue (laughs) and we have a podcast about whiskey i know all right so anyway so have so have a dram i'll talk to you after the show so have a dram (laughs) (laughs) um hey can can i talk to you outside for a (laughs) second just real quick so so uh have 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 a drink of it um, enjoy it a little bit and let your mouth kind of acclimate to what you're about to do, right? <laughs> hey, giggity. <laughs> so, yeah. So, <laughs> so he said to all of his previous boyfriends. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, so, <laughs> uh, so pretty much let your mouth acclimate 
to you about to just swoosh a bunch of alcohol in it. But get get a good get a good gulp. Get like a one ounce or maybe a little bit more shot, and really give it you know a a, a almost like a Listerine swoosh around your mouth. Let it sit for about ten seconds, then swallow. Then pay attention to how long your finish last on the end of that uh pay just just pay attention to all the nuances that come out of that you might be surprised on on the listerine topic it'll actually work like listerine if you do it just right oh yeah no absolutely if it's a higher uh, avb you'll be just fine do uh, do it in the morning right before you go to work (laughs) no one's gonna get upset about that at all (laughs) Um, oh man uh but yeah yeah that's uh that's definitely uh that's definitely something you want to follow jake's advice have a dram which is not a ram that you would cut the hind quarter <laughs> off of and eat, um, but have have a dram of it. Try try a little bit of that, I kid. But try a little bit of that before you know. Have a couple pours of it. As a matter of fact, you might accidentally ruin a whiskey for yourself unless you really get a chance to enjoy it before you do the chew. Oh, sorry, I just had a I just had an idea. One thing now we don't have this with us right now. We don't have a dropper, but what we can do is we can add a little bit of water onto this, and I think you'd be pleasantly surprised at how. Uh, now I'm just gonna do this real rudimentary like and take my finger and there was one, two, three, four, and do one, two. He's taking his time fingering my glass. Yeah, I am. You sick hey. bastard. Alright, so there's three drops of water. Now swirl it a little. Get yeah, just give it a, a a mini swirl. And what this does is whenever you add water to any type of Ooh, whiskey. the scent's different already. Oh, dude, it completely uh, that's the one thing I was most shocked at. If, if you want to completely change the whiskey that you have, even if you have a shit whiskey that you absolutely hate, take it, pour yourself a shot, put one, you know, if you're doing like legit one ounce, do like one or two drops. If you're doing like a, you know, right now in this Glen Clear and we've got probably... Look, they can do math. They heard you say four drops. They know we're having at least two ounces. Well, yeah, I mean, these are, yeah, okay, hefty. Anywho, so yeah. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Put yourself a few drops. What it does is it pulls all the oils to the top of the glass. So your very next sip will almost be a concentrate of flavors of what you're normally used to. Um, so, yeah, this uh, this will be this will be real nice. Oh, the nose is completely different. It is. What? All right, let's talk about this. What are you getting on this right now? Well, the first thing I get, which is usually not the first thing, I, anywhere, any distance away from my face, the first thing I get is the alcohol, and then it goes away, and I immediately get that vanilla immediately. And yeah. I mean, it's like it's like I've got a vanilla flower, which I had to go to Madagascar and kill three guys to get. Oh God, it smells good. Yeah, it does. And then the maple comes out at the end. If you do a distant scent, nope, I absolutely agree with that. You start out with that vanilla forward punch, and then the more you pull the Glen Clear and back, the more you get. It's like that maple vanilla. syrup. Yeah, or, it's like or, somebody or sorry, the maple. Yeah, yeah, it's like somebody dipped your nose in maple. Yep. That is something I've noticed about a couple of these, too. And if you guys get a chance to go back and check out the Glenfiddich 15 episode, that one's really more of a natural scotch with the woody kind of flavors to it. It's got a little vanilla. It's got the apple. But it does taste like it was a good or, um, finished scotch. I'm pretty sure I was raving about it. And this is our first episode. I know we're not that far in, but our first episode was... Way back when we were young and, did, and we had no people listening, yeah, as was. opposed to the 12 we have that are all us right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it you know it, it, but the first episode I believe was the Delmore uh, cigar malt. My goodness, it was, and boy, was that a good and whiskey. That was another one. Get together with your pals and each pitch in fifty bucks and buy that. Oh, God, it was so good, especially if you enjoy smoking a cigar. Oh my lord! Even without delicious. it, though, it's the best oh, tasting no. scotch I've had yet. Yep, 
and I, and that's not even that's not even like me stretching because it costs us more. We split it down the middle is a hundred bucks. We've had Lagavulins that'll blow our minds. That was the best scotch I've had flavor wise yet. It's not going to be the best one. I'm hopeful, but no. But if if it wasn't so expensive, that would be like my introductory scotch to people because mm-hmm. it's almost like candy. You know, I mean, I mean, if that, you're making two fifty a year and you don't live in San Francisco where it costs two fifty a year to live, yeah, facts. You can totally pick that up for two hundred bucks on sale, like we did. Man, that's good. All right, so on the taste, on I the get, taste, I get more of the barrel flavor out of it on the taste. Tell me, I'm crazy. I didn't chew it. I just sipped it. If you guys hear a sweeping noise, I can almost hear. I mean, my, hear. My, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can almost taste the char in that. Are you getting that? Yep. Are you Are you getting that? Like- I get. It's like I went into the noob into the the heavily charred barrel, and I licked the side of it, and then just kept sniffing. Yeah. That's what I get. I get it's that. good. It's really different. Man. I actually like the initial flavor more than the ending, and I like the smell with the water in it more than before. Yeah. But I like the initial flavor of the water in more than I like the finish. Okay. No, I'd agree with that. I yes. highly encourage anybody who's listening to, um, regardless of what whiskey you have, anything, anything. You know what? If you're if you're if you're fucking off, pardon my language, and you decide you want to just like. I don't know how you got on our podcast, first off, because we're stupid. But if you decided you want to just get into some scotches, but you haven't gotten there yet, pull out your Evan Williams, your Jack Daniels, uh, your Southern Comfort even, and put two drops of water in one shot. Tell me that doesn't change your uh, flavor We should do a a rail bourbon night or a rail whiskey night and just just put water in them and see how they taste, honestly. Let me tell you something, boss. We're gonna be doing that at my house because there ain't no way I'm driving home after that. If we're gonna we're gonna do a rail night where we're just gonna go through all the uh, all the different uh, low end whiskeys. I hope your floor can support my fat ass because I'm sleeping in the kitchen. That's fine, bro. <laughs> That's just how That's it's fine. gonna go. That's how it's gonna go. Uh, Full disclosure. Um, not that you guys give a crap, anybody that's listening cares, but I am trying to get out of the weight a little bit on the weight loss journey. And what I've decided is on days like this. And you should all do the same. Pick a regimen that works for you. Jake's doing a, a shake regimen that's one meal, two shakes a day. There's a couple out there. There's Nugenics or Nutanics or whatever they're called. There's a bunch of them. But pick something like that or like what I'm doing is I eat below 1,500 calories a day. And I worked out for about 450 calories before he got here to do this podcast. And uh, same with the previous podcast. But that was over the holidays, kind of. So we kind of... It almost doesn't count. It doesn't. You, you know, yeah. every, everything you eat hard. between December 15th and like January 1st doesn't mean anything. I wouldn't even say that because you got to go back to Thanksgiving, boss. Yeah. And at yeah. that point, you've already burned your bridges yeah. with all your diet uh-huh. friends. So yeah. See, that's, yeah. My, that's my big thing. I mean, not, you know, obviously Christmas is big, but Thanksgiving is about the meal. Yeah. Like but Thanksgiving's legit. I my will mom, say that that's... Oh, my mom makes some sweet potato yum yum. I don't know how good it is for you. Yum yum? It's, it's, yeah, it's called sweet potato yum yum. It's bad for the body, but amazing for the soul. I yeah. tell you what. Oh God! Is, talk about comfort. Food. Is the soul your sphincter, or? Well, it's good for that too. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's I don't even know. It's like sweet potatoes with um, like a maple syrupy uh, flavor to it, and then it's got this really, really good crust on the top. Pecans, oh. walnuts. Uh, I'll have to make you some. It, yeah, it do takes that. a little oh. while to make. But. You know what? Here's an idea. So, guys, we just did a uh, a surprise nubby episode, a surprise nub episode. Again, episodes are nubs and Churchills, and then we have our intermediates, our our midday smokes. We don't really die hard on the cigars, but we like the idea of a the smoking cask is about how you char a cask when you make whiskey, not so much about the cigar. But there's a double entendre there in that. I know that's more of a sexual term, but in that the fact that we 
we do still enjoy a cigar once a month or so. When our We decided to go Nubbies and Churchills for our short and long episodes. Uh, go back and take a look at our episode uh, last week, which is just a Nubby. It's only like 17 minutes long, 18 minutes yeah. long. And that one, that one's going to give you a little clue in on some of the stuff that we've done. Um, we tried to go a little quick on that, right? What was the whiskey we did? No, the the nubby was when we did the um, when we blinded for each other. That's right. Yep. We did our blinds. Yep. yep. So I so Greg, it it all started with uh, a bet. Essentially, I'll just leave it at that. It all started with a bet, and I guess effectively, I lost the bet. So I had to go buy a bottle uh, that neither of us had yet, or neither of us have tried. At least he and, knew for a fact I hadn't tried. Yeah. And what Definitely. I wound up doing was I I uh, continued my collection of. Uh, Lagavulin, which, as you guys will learn, I am a, uh, a uh, an Isla Scotch guy. I love anything peated, uh, peated scotches. So the one that I got was Lagavulin, the Distillers Edition, which is a 16 year. It's essentially the Lagavulin 16, just at a little bit higher AVB uh, and totally very, different though. T- a totally different flavor. Totally, uh, very, different. very, very good. But, Lagavulin 16 and Talisker both end with a really nice, sweet. Mature you know, kind of malt, like a maple note rather, and it goes. Yeah. It doesn't exist in this one. It's, it's like so funny you said that because Talisker was the other one that I was looking at on the shelf that day. Yeah, uh, yeah good when, stuff. I, when I picked them up. But um, I, I don't mean to digress too far. What I, my point was, yeah, and sorry, I don't mean to cut you off either. No, my no, my point is, we we do these these episodes, and what I think we're going to do because we need to at some point, uh, probably next time we record here next week, um, we're going to do. Uh, I think I'm going to do a brisket. So what we'll do is a brisket and your sweet potato yum yum. We'll do a little tasting, and then a little tasting. If you know what I mean, a pairing, little pairing. So to speak. Yeah, we'll see how some of these. We're, we're going to head into the uh, Glenfiddich eighteen, wow. so we're going to see how that tastes with nice coffee, coffee rubbed brisket. I do a coffee rub on my brisket. On. Hang on. We're going to do have a Glenfiddich eighteen. Well, we're going to do the Glenfiddich eighteen first, and then we're going to go to the we're going okay. to go to the the food. Yeah. Here, here's the reason why I I said it like that is because the sweet potato yum yum is very brown sugar forward, which is indicative of bourbons. It is. It would go well with a with an old Forester nineteen ten. But we don't know how it would go with a nice Glenfiddich eighteen. Uh, that's true. And a that's, and a coffee well, rub brisket for all of you out there. It's five parts. Instant coffee. Yeah. Uh, three parts cayenne, or three parts cayenne, paprika. Okay. Um, two parts garlic, one part cayenne pepper. And then you throw in as much brown sugar as you love or hate. So if you don't like it, don't put it in at all. If you love it, put in like, add an extra two parts of brown sugar, three parts of brown sugar. You take that and you shake it to death until your arms are tired. And it breaks all that coffee into a small granule rather than that like kind of puffy. If you've ever seen instant coffee, it's a little, it's like the size of a broken pencil point. Yep. down to smaller you break it up by shaking it until it's completely powdered basically you shake that up get it all mixed and then every time you use it you shake it again you get that garlic mixed in and you rub that on your brisket let it sit in the fridge overnight it comes out looking like black tar it's ridiculous Ugh. but when you grill that stuff not only does it automatically give you a good bark on the outside good lord is it delicious and, and I, I know the way you cook too so this uh, shit's gonna be good i mean he's seen the the third side of my ass which is <laughs> it's pretty large but uh yeah no I, I do like to cook and i'm not always great at it but um you know it's like the dark side of the moon you've seen it you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i do like to i do like to grill and i haven't done brisket in a while because it's just not healthy and it's you got a super nice grill you got a super nice smoker you yeah like, you like to cook. i'm not gonna rep them because i'd like to rep a smoker here one day when we do some ads uh, sorry guys we're gonna do some ads but 
at some point we're going to have a couple of advertisements in here because we need to enjoy this, yeah. but also we need to be able to afford, like when you guys tell us to get a $2,000 bottle, we're going to need some money for that. Yeah. So um, what we're going to probably do eventually is probably a grill and we might get some man stuff in there. Some of the blue blocker glasses, maybe a knife, maybe a couple of cutters for cigars. We don't know. But I definitely, definitely want to rep a grill and it's not going to be a cam chef. You know why? Because yeah. I want to get one for free and yeah. it's not going to be a cam chef. But that is yeah. what I have right now. I have a nice cam chef that works. You ha- they're, they're temperamental. Um, I figured it out though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm running right now with an Oklahoma Joe, uh, you know, Home Depot special offset smoker. I am a little uh, bitch. I've, I use a pellet smoker because I'm a little bitch. I've, well, listen, bro. All right. I've done a, uh, I've done several pork shoulders in my offset smoker and I am ready to upgrade to a pellet only for time saving. Oh, dude. And you know like, what I mean? I, I've, I've gone out to our office, um, 80 miles away from here. Yep. You've met me there a couple times. Yep. I've gone out to our office and I've called my wife and said, "Hey, the smoker just told me over my phone, over yeah, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth capability is no, badass. The Wi-Fi even or better. Wi-Fi so it, it broadcasts it once it gets to your internet, it can take it anywhere. It's a served a served uh, service basically. So I said, "Hey, the uh, the brisket, um, the little piece, I did. I broke it apart and did the flat and the point separate. And I said, the point is good. The flat is getting close to to temp. So I need you to take that off and wrap it and throw it back on the grill. And she's like, "How the hell do you know that? Well, <laughs> I've got eyes and ears Watching. everywhere." So yeah, <laughs> no, that's awesome though, man. Yeah. I, I am, I am definitely a little bit jealous of that. I, I want to get a really nice smoker for that, but um, I, I got to jump back on this because I and thank you to the yeah the, we are kind of bullshitting. Thank here. you to the whiskey but, smiths because I do. I'm looking at their sheet and realizing I didn't tell you guys that I think this the, the flavor of this guy without the water in it is sweet and bitter, but with the water is uh, I don't know. It's really. It's really sweet. It's good. It's got a really sweet, strong ending in flavor. So check this one out. Um, the proof is low. Inevitably, um, it's a Glenfiddich, so they do it right. But the proof is lower without the water. With the water in it, the first thing I smell and the first thing I taste is alcohol. So give this a try. Try it without the water. Try it with. I'd say it's a three on the full body scale only because I can drink this one and I can go drink something else and it doesn't stick to my mouth. I get about a 13, 14 seconds on this guy before yeah. I'm like really out of the tasting. Whereas a lot of it, like we tried the the Lagavulin earlier and that guy, you can walk away, take a piss, come back, talk to somebody and you're still, <laughs> still tasting still Lagavulin, <laughs> yeah. which I like, but that's a peaty scotch for you. Yep. So definitely just, check this guy out. That's yeah, that's that's one where you know if you're trying a bunch of whiskeys, you're gonna save that guy for the end of the night because yeah. it is it is that overpowering. This is something you could drink with your friends all night. And if you're a bourbon guy or you, you say you live in a a state that's in the purgatory of this of this country, like we're we're up in Virginia right now. Say you're down in Tennessee, Kentucky, or I don't know, it's southern part of Ohio, wherever. You're in some place where you um you got a lot of bourbon fans. Uh, this is a good whiskey for you to take in, into the fellowship with your friends and just enjoy um, drinking a scotch that tastes a little bit on the line. But definitely give it a shot. I'd call it definitely a, a middle body, not a full body. Um, and um, I would say it's well-rounded because it goes from a little bit bitey and bitter to very sweet. Um, got some fruit, but not much. A little bit of apple because it's Glenfiddich. It's got that vanilla. So hit this one up. Um, I don't want to get into our review and rating system because we intentionally did not well, have a review and rating number on this that we did this week. We may have done it before. 
No, so we so we haven't done it quite yet. But we want to do it quick. Well, I did pull it up real oh, fast. Oh, cool. Let's do it. Okay. So, I, I was trying not to waste everybody's time. But. Well, you know what the 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 whole um you know the whole whiskey smith and listen you know shout out to them they did a great job. This does have a place for the blinds and all that stuff. But to kind of use it as a um, guide, so to speak, as we're running through the podcast, probably isn't that good of an idea. We we realize yeah. that. So so we so, ran our own um, numerical yeah, rating system. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? Look, we still use the whiskey smith sheet today. We just wrote everything down. And we kind of glanced at it as we were talking to y'all and just figured, you know, we said what we wanted to say and left yeah. the other nonsense out. But I do think that our rating sheet. <laughs> we left the nonsense from the sheet out. We put our own nonsense. Yeah, we, we, yeah you're <laughs> right. We substituted honest. our own nonsense. <laughs> but I do think that this sheet's pretty badass. And so far, we've done it with the 12. We've done it with the 15. Let's do and, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you, and we saw, you know, I think, I believe the 12 got a 5. Uh, and, and this is a, a 1 to 10 scale. I believe that the 12 got a 5, which was perfect, because the 15 got a 5.6. Um, and Bottle, please. Uh, the, 15, the 14? There you go. Yeah, so the Glenfiddich 12 got a 5, and the 15 got a 5.6. Um and I think that was great. I mean, I think that uh, now, look, obviously a year or so from now when we re return to these, we revisit these and we want to re-review them, you know, they might get a little bit lower scale, but essentially, they might. but essentially, right? You so got far a, we've learned that like our, our system whiskey, as silly as it is, we kind of just threw it together um, over a Teams meeting. What was a yeah. Teams? It was a Google Meet, uh, I think is what it's called. Yep. We have an account for that. So we use Google Meet. Um, uh Cask. I was in my garage smoking a cigar. He I was, was out on my house. deck. Yep. Yeah. Just bullshit. Um, cask crew at thesmokingcask.com is our email, which is through that system, which is if you're ever looking for some productivity apps, Google's thing is awesome. Any web browser, any mobile phone, doesn't matter what it is, works. I bet it works on a Windows phone, which is discontinued. My, that's beside the point. We were able to get together on this, and we talked about a handful of categories, which you're going to get now real quick before we're done. And those categories... Just as a wide example, we've done it for every whiskey we've reviewed so far. We started out with the Dalmore Cigar Malt, which is a $200 bottle on sale, 20 bucks off. And we've done it on the Glenfiddich 12 and the Glenfiddich 15. And it's been accurate based on our flavor profiles, the cost, what we would expect. So we think, we think it actually is a pretty accurate representation of how scotches should be reviewed based on taste and price. Whiskeys, yeah. Yeah, whiskeys in general, yeah. Now, we don't have a price column on this whiskey review sheet, but we keep it in mind because it does matter. We don't have it in there as a number because it can skew everything. The important thing is, based on what we've tasted, seen, um, smelled, whatever, before, heard about... This is what we know on the taste, on the scent, on the, yeah, on the we, bottle. So why don't you give us a quick, like a 10-second rundown of what those categories are. So uh, we have packaging and labeling. That's one category. Then we have bottling cork. That's a second. We have in-glass aesthetics. That's a third. Nose is our fourth. Initial taste is our fifth. And finish is our sixth category. Now, we all rate, um, I have a column and Greg has a column. We rate these between a one and 10. And then that spits out not only a number, but it also spits out a color based off of red to green, red being zero or not good, and then 10 being uh, 10 and or incredible, which so far these scotches, uh, you know, have leveled up right around mid range. Mid range. Uh, Dalmore was fair. a little above, which, which actually which made perfect. sense because we yes. super enjoyed. I, I would not rep a $200 bottle of anything, wine, whiskey, anything 
but that was worth every penny. And we waited a and while. So we were both like touching ourselves, looking at it for about what, three months? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And we finally decided to get it. So we got the um, package and labeling, bottle and cork nose. What's the next one? Oh, uh, so, well, you, uh, one in between there. So there's package and labeling, there's bottle and cork, then there's in glass aesthetics, then there's nose, then initial taste, and then finish. Now, okay. So package and labeling. Glenfiddich does a great job. I think that they were one of the OGs when it came to um, uh, putting an outer uh, shell or canister or tube, whatever you want to call their triangular protective thing for their bottle. They were one of the first ones to do um, um, product uh, displays like that. And they Uh, do it across the line, which is great if you want to display both the the bottle. Well, 21 gets a nice flip around box. Yeah. And, be and I, of that I've on heard website. rumor that when you go above the 21, it gets even cooler than that. Rumor um, my ass. <laughs> but <laughs> it really it really is. Yeah, it's fact. Really, no matter what you're doing, say you're going to display every whiskey they've ever made. They all come with a, a reasonable bottle, I would say. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. come with a very nice bottle. Most well, the- a reasonable bottle. They get a little more uh, cork, cork savvy and things later. But they all come with a reasonable bottle and a reasonable canister that you could put out and put on a shelf, put above your countertops on a, you know, put them anywhere. I personally have um, on in, in my kitchen all the cabinets, the space between the, the top of the cabinets and the ceiling. I have started to line these cases, regardless of what they are, all the way around. And yeah, it, I mean, uh, look, it, it doesn't matter what they no, are. Yeah. It looks like a bachelor pad, but I got an awesome wife who doesn't really care about that kind of shit, so she lets me just do whatever I want. She's awesome because she's imaginary. <laughs> no, she's real. She's real. Yeah. She's real, and she's a dude. No, I'm kidding. And <laughs> so she's uh, actually cool. So I'm gonna go ahead and give you my ratings. Um, you want to go ahead and don't even tell me yours before I give you them. Go ahead and type okay. yours into the sheet. Okay. Type right. into the sheet. Don't tell me what they are. All right. Well. Uh, all right. Keep them quiet. Throw them in. All right. Go so. Do 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 do. You know what? If you haven't checked it out, if you're just as stupid and vulgar as I am, check out Trailer Park Boys on Netflix. I'm only advertising for it because it's the funniest show on the planet. And Jake is uh, doing something that I need to kill some time with. And so that's what we're doing here. Um, I told so is one of my favorite lines from that show because it's not I told you so. It's I effing a told so. Uh, have a look at that. And we are Parks and Recreation because of Ron Swanson and his love for Nick Lagavulin. Offerman, the Lagavulin yep. spokesman, pretty much. God, I love Lagavulin. It's funny because I tried a Lafroig and I didn't love it, and then I tried a Lagavulin and it changed my mind. Well, and it's not because of Offerman, but I remembered very distinctly. Isn't this the one that Nick Offerman talked about in Parks and Rec all the time? Not only does he talk about it, he goes to the distillery. He shows up on a boat at the distillery. <laughs> Which is just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what I will say too is that um, uh, Parks and Rec. There we go. Okay. All right. I think I got this done. Wait, wait. I want to change this. Okay. All right. I'm good. All right. You ready for mine? Yeah, real quick. It's going to be a four. Okay. A 5.5. Uh, 5.5. A four. A four. A six. Ooh, we are differing. Let me tell you uh-huh. what. A six. All right. So a four, five point five, four, six, five point five, and four point five. This reminds me, anybody who's a Friends fan, this episode of Friends when Monica talks about uh wait, what was your last one for finish? Four point five. Four point seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Monica's talking about uh all the uh the she's talking about Joey, all the erogenous zones, and she goes four, three, two, four, four. 
six, five, one, seven, 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 seven. <laughs> That's what I'm getting right now. You know what the erogenous zone is? Me making fun of you for liking friends. That's the <laughs> I love zone. friends. His, his wife has a central perk sign over the coffee. Was it you or was it her? Uh, it's there's multiple. It's a combination of both of us. We both love friends. I, I I'll admit I I told you we hate each other over Old Bay and Friends because I don't care about either yeah, one of those. This savage does not <laughs> like this. But this. no, it, it it's true. You're right. I don't like those. Two, but I have seen some you friends don't that like I enjoy. Old Bay. I don't hate it. I just you don't grew go up out of my on the way. East Coast, bro. I grew up in the Pennsylvania coast. It doesn't <laughs> There's matter. There's no coast there. <laughs> the best you can get is some is some polluted seafood in Philly, if you're lucky. <laughs> uh, or some on. polluted catfish from the Erie Lake Erie uh, oh. Ridge on Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah. No, but I, I, I we we do joke about that, but I actually don't hate friends. I've just my sister force fed me too much of it when I was a kid. So I'm more of a Seinfeld guy. That's how it goes. Um so all right, so our, our our final score's in, and I will say I'm a little upset. Um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Actually, it falls like almost perfectly in line, but okay. I thought it was going to score a lot higher. So, um, package and labeling. Again, these are uh, zero to ten scores. Packaging and labeling. I gave it a five. Greg gave it a four. That averages out of four point five. Bottling cork. I gave it a five. Greg gave it a five point five. Averages out five point three. In glass aesthetics, I gave it a six. Greg gave it a four. He's wrong. That averages out <laughs> as a five. Uh, we on the nose, I gave it a six. Greg also gave it a six. I don't need to average that out for you. Uh, initial taste. Wait, I hold gave on. It, what is the average of six? Yeah, six? Shut up, six. <laughs> I, uh, initial taste. I ran with an eight. I gave it a little bit of higher score. Now, look, you ran with a five point five. I'm not knocking where you were at. That's fine. But I like. For this being a scotch, tasting the way it does, that maple, brown sugar, vanilla, I mean, that's, that's kind of, I mean, you I, also have a lot of bourbons at your house. And... I do, in, no, for, but for being an Isla scotch guy, yeah, that's, that's right? fair. It's weird. It's so weird. I'm, I'm not I an overly, this. like the overly sweets on it. Yeah. They hit me in the end, which is why I gave the final I guess I taste. I enjoy like the extremes of both ends. Yeah, and yeah. and that's just it. I'm kind of in the middle on that. I, uh, I go both ways like a bastard. Hey. I, I gave it, um, I gave it a 4.5 on the ending and the initial taste. I gave it a little bit higher because I get some alcohol and some regular old scotch flavors. And then I get a lot of the bourbon barrel flavors. Yeah. I don't hate them. I really enjoy this whiskey, but I'm being completely honest on my review system. Yeah. And I can't lie about this. I did this before and I can't lie about it because it's my tastes have changed a little bit in favor of this whiskey, but I'm not going to change where I stand on it. Yeah. Nope. That's yeah. totally So what fair. do we come out to for the for the average? Well, we have one more. So we have finish. I gave it a six. You gave it a 4.5. 4.5, yeah. Which averages out as a 5.3. Now, that gives it our final score out of 10 as a 5.5. And why I love this so much is because our Glenfiddich 12 uh-huh. came out as a perfect 5.0. Our Glenfiddich 14, what we're reviewing today, Bourbon Barrel Reserve, is a 5.5. And our Glenfiddich 15, so far, is a 5.6. So it's almost as if the system works. You all motherfuckers heard me today talking about Trailer Park Boys. That was when Jake was doing his numbers. Yep. And I did mine just before that on paper after I asked him. Yep. And and I I know the system. But so this is a completely unbiased, honest, between two guys who... We enjoy the same things, but we essentially, at our core, like different things. I would say we yeah. 
differ enough that this is an unbiased review of that whiskey. I would give you an I'd give you an agreeable stance on that. Mm-hmm. Now we're about to do some stuff that might blow both of our minds, including the Glenfiddich 18, including the Glenfiddich 21, and then we're gonna bust and out. Then, we're gonna bust out then. into the. We're gonna. I, I will. Yep. I'll give you a spoiler. We're gonna bust into the Fire and Cane, which is part of the experimental series. I'm not going to give you any insight. We have tried it. We have tried it, but we have not tried it and reviewed it together. We're going to see yeah. what it does for us. Yeah. Um, but I will say that review right there of the of the Glenfiddich 14 uh, Bourbon Barrel Reserve is on par with what I would have expected it to be. I will say. Um, and a I, 5.5 is a good whiskey for anybody to try. Uh, and for the price too, oh, you know, I don't even think we went over that. So the, that's the, about seventy bucks, give or take. Yeah, sixty-five to ninety bucks, depending on your state. We've seen it. I mean, you can find anything expensive. So where we're at, uh, you can pick it up for about sixty-four dollars if you're looking at Northern Virginia ABCs. Sixty-four yep. bucks. So so and sixty-five to ninety available. if you're buying on the high end on out on uh, on an alcohol seller online. Yeah. Where you've got to get it shipped, and they want to make an yeah. upcharge, or they're trying to breach taxes. And take a risk, which we may or may not have found one of those that sent us something once. But anyway, well, I'm not going to advertise for them because I, I, I want them to keep sending me stuff. Yeah. yeah. What I like here is that the system works. Yeah. This is only for the system proof works. that the system so far works. And f- no bullshit. We sat down on a, on a, a Google Meet meeting and we legit wrote this up in 10 minutes and I put a a color scale to it. Uh, I would call it a thermograph, but it's not that's, temperature. It's flavor graph. We'll call it. That's Flava, so nice that Greg said we. What he meant was he did it. No, no, no. While I no, sat no. there and drank. And I, I think that's funny because you always make those jokes like, oh, Mr. Smarty, and I do this and that, and you do this. The truth is Jake has been running the control panel today. He's been running the computer, handling the recording, handling the files. And if you all know anything about podcasting, there's not just a board and microphones. There's also getting the file out there, getting it to the right spot. And uh, I got to say, you're doing a great job at it. So thanks. Thank you, sir. But uh, I appreciate it, guys. We kind of let you go. I know we've been holding you up too long. This is the Glenfiddich 14 Bourbon Barrel Reserve. It's delicious. It scored what on our scale? It scored a 5.5. And well-deserved. Exactly in the middle of what we expected. I I would say between a 5 and a 6, it landed there. Please go out and give this a try. Support your local alcohol store, wherever they're going to sell it to you. Find it, take a drive, take the wife, take the girlfriend, go out, pick a store you can go to, get some dinner, pick this up and go home, and then sit in the easy chair and drink it. It's very good. If you got bourbon friends, take your bourbon friends and get them into scotch with this one. This is a perfect middle ground for everybody. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, We are the Smoking Cask. That's right. Cask crew at the Smoking Cask or... Jake C at the smoking cask.com. Any one of those emails, either one of those two, get a hold of us. Let us know what you want to do next. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you all. Have a great night.